Good afternoon, Patriots. And it's Quad Shot Thursday, April 27th in the year 2023. I'll tell you, it's great weather here. I don't know about you. I'm telling you, we went from like 45 and 50 degree weather, and then all of a sudden, bam, it's like that. We're at 75 degrees right now. So we're racing to get all of our seedlings in the ground. Talk to uh, the guy I bought my bull from last weekend, and he was like, man, the grass is exploding. This is up in Pendleton. And the guy that I work cattle with here locally is like, dude, like I've got to get ready to start cutting hay. All of this in like days. That's what happens when you get a good burst of sun and plenty of rain. We've been very blessed. And for those of you in Texas that have been enduring the cattle calf-sized brain hail that was coming down. I can't believe the size of those balls of hail I saw. And um, and also the tornado warnings. Prayers to you, man. Hope you did okay. Hope nobody got injured. It was some nasty stuff there yesterday. Well, Patriots, we are dealing with a psychologically impaired, insane, psychopathic cabal that believes that we are food. And we're going to even prove that in a few minutes. But Besides that, we need to be able to make sure that we're doing everything we can to protect our food supply. And that means growing your own food naturally, buying local as much as you can, and having on hand an emergency baseline of food that no matter what happens, that food is there for you to fall back on food that lasts for years on the shelf. That's My Patriot Supply. Because My Patriot Supply literally has food, their food is sealed and set as an emergency base for food preparations in our homes that'll last for up to 20 years. Patriots, anyone who thinks they won't need emergency food isn't paying attention. Every day, the headlines get worse and worse. Is the unthinkable next? It pays to prepare. That's why I seriously recommend you stock up on emergency food right now. You never know when the next shoe will drop, and when it does, emergency food will be hard to find. So get yours now while it's on sale. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and check out their popular three-month emergency food kit. Right now, you'll save $200 per kit. Each kit gives you a wide variety of delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, providing over 2,000 calories a day for optimum strength and energy. Act now and claim your $200 savings per kit. You'll sleep better knowing your family won't suffer if the worst ever happens. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and you'll enjoy free shipping too. MyPatriotSupply.com. Patriots, no time to waste. Sovereignty begins with food security. Check it out. MyPatriotSupply.com. Check them out, Patriots. MyPatriotSupply.com. You won't be disappointed. Links are always below the podcast. You will always be happy that you go and check these places out. Great companies and great products for the times in which we live. All right, so check this out. We always talk about them. I mean, I talk about it. I don't say we necessarily, but you definitely know if you come to this channel, I'm going to tell you this: the psychopaths like to eat human flesh. And you're going to be sometimes going, ooh, that's gross. Well, I, I've got some bad news for you. We've now proven this. And this was, uh, this was on a CBS report last night. That's right, mainstream media. They've proven it, and I'm going to play it for you in just a half a second here, but I want you to understand that part of this is the war that they're waging on meat, and the reason they're doing this is starting to become really clear to me why they're doing this. They're waging a war on meat so they can channel people into these vertical agriculture DNA-modified vegetable diets to keep people sufficiently dumb and retarded, but 
They're doing so so that they don't get caught being blamed for what they actually are doing, which is sacrificing kids and processing the bodies through the meat processing plants. You think I'm kidding? Take a listen to this one. People who eat hot dogs eat them because they taste so good. But what's in them is not so good. You know, we've learned to accept it, but I don't know if you'll feel so accepting after this. The company Clear Foods recently analyzed 345 hot dog and sausage products from 75 brands and retailers and found, are you hot dog lovers ready for this? Human DNA in 2% of the samples and in two thirds of the vegetarian samples. And get this, 10% of all vegetarian products appear to contain meat. Clear Food says that there are some companies producing high quality hot dog, top scores to Butterball, McCormick, Ekrick, and Hebrew National. Human DNA. So anybody that thinks that I'm crazy when we are talking about humans being processed through the human, through the meat processing system and that they're feeding it to us, I'm just going to sit here quietly and wait for the, uh, yeah, uh, and prove me wrong. That was CBS of all places. This is so disgusting. So disgusting. These people literally love the idea of making us, of humiliating us and and doing so in so many ways. Every time we turn around, which really changes the 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 math really on when we start looking at these food processing plants being burned down and all of this food shortage apparently. We're going to talk a lot about that tonight too, but it's really an interesting equation when you start looking at it and realizing that we are in this strange fight between of good and evil and evil is trying to use the benefits of good and we don't know who to trust. So the answer is always the same thing. Default, grow your own food. That's and buy local from good sources. That's that's the answer to all of this, always. So, oh, this is awful. All right. Um, someone asked me, did they post the makers of the human dogs in the human DNA dogs? I'll dig do some research for that for tonight. All right, Patriots, it's 11 minutes after the hour. Let us not tarry. We have some serious prayer warfare to do. Prayers up. All right. Here we go. Father God, besides the fact that we are increasingly discovering the depth of this insane and insidious corruption in our world, that every time we turn around, we're just shaking our head at this stunning level of debauchery and absolute sickness that has infected every single tier of our life in this matrix of hell that they've created for us in which to live. So Father, we're praying today to begin with today, just a an enthusiastic rejuvenation of energy. And we, we're declaring this over everyone out here that's walking with Jesus to cast aside any doubts, any fears, any anxiety, and just to hammer down on charging forward now with seeking the path of a of personal self-reliance and sovereignty. Father, we know that takes many different forms, and we know that there's many, many different things ahead of us that we have to tackle and overcome. And none of it's going to be easy, but we also know that we can begin all of this with simply sowing seeds. So, Father, we continue this prayer and this blessing we're asking today for the enthusiastic, energetic pursuit of sowing seeds, both physically and spiritually. And then as we do this, Father, we just continue to see the bounties grow in our gardens, both physical and spiritual. 
Father, this, this is an amazing time right now. We're into spring, and we're starting to see the, the beauty of the earth come to life again. We're starting to see the true sense of kingdom wealth as we watch an infinite amount of seed go to begin to grow and, and take root. And we need to be reminded about that, Father, in times of when we're struggling with the chains of this system and the that sort of system and slavery that we are struggling with all the time. We just ask for that, again, that rejuvenating inspirational power and energy in our soul and in our heart to just pursue gardening, to pursue sowing seeds, to pursue taking care of your food source. And it doesn't matter where we live. Just pray that people will not be intimidated or hindered or doubtful about the place in which they live. Every station where we are, we all have potential to grow whether it's in a city, in an apartment, whether you're in a in an urban area, whether you're in a rural area, all of this is the potential for us to find ways to grow food. And it takes work, and we know that. And so this is where, in a time like this, Father, we really are praying for this rejuvenating energy. Because this has been a long hoe here. Oh, man, this has been a long row we've been hoeing. Through this, as we've trudged uphill, it feels sometimes, Father, like we're pushing through a snowstorm, and we know that you're always with us. We don't doubt any of that. But it just, it does get tiring after time, especially with all the doubters and sane and the Satanists that are cropping up everywhere. And it's kind of like, Father, it's kind of like having a fungal infection that just continues to make your foot itch and you can't make it go away and you want to chop your foot off. But we don't want to chop our foot off. We want to overcome this. And we want to be the true overcomers. And we know that by just our prayers and just asking for this rejuvenating, powerful, inspirational energy to come down upon us, that we can just be excited about what's coming ahead. And that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And so we also pray for a sense of realism to set into people's hearts, not this seeking of false hopes. False hopes, Father, are are the ones that are going to take us away, those that are trying to pursue artificial intelligence or some sort of garbage with politicians fixing it all. We know that our fight here is going to continue to be difficult until the day that Jesus comes. And we got that. And so that's why, Father, we need to be so excited. Because whether it's in our time or in lifetimes after, our job here has never been more important. To stand here mightily. To be bold in this time. To be relentless in our pursuit of truth. Truth is our greatest weapon. And as we do so, continue to sow seeds. Father, this is also about time because we feel that sometimes like we just have so much going on in our day. We're stretched sometimes so thin we feel like a piece of butter on a, on a hot tin roof. And we know that that spreads us thin and we feel like we can't do anymore. But this is what we know, that through the belief and renewal through the blood of Christ, we can accomplish anything. Through the power and wisdom of the Holy Spirit, there's nothing we can't overcome. And so we pray for that, to settle that into people's hearts, the confidence and the renewal of the confidence of the authorities given to us, that we have the authority to step on snakes and scorpions, that we have the authority over all the deeds of these evil ones, and that we can not only can accomplish the great things of healing and casting out demons and raising the dead, but that we have been told that if we truly believe in Jesus, that we can do greater works than he. So, Father, we just ask for that renewal, that inspiration of just the confidence of knowing that all of this is possible. This is a time we're praying for this, not just for the remnant, 
which is obviously important, but also that that sort of seeding, that sort of spiritual sowing seeds can settle into people's hearts everywhere. And in so doing, they can start to turn their eyes away from the walk they're in and put their eyes on Christ and through Christ to you, Father. What an amazing time in which we live. If we can walk boldly in the knowledge and foreknowledge, because there's some heavy things we've been dealing with, heavy things we have to deal with. An enemy that wants to constantly encroach in our space, an enemy that wants to steal, rape, kill, pillage, destroy, and they're ruthless about it. And we know, Father, that as we sit boldly with our armor, the enemy can't touch us. But at times, that wailing that keeps hitting us like the baseball bat in our armor, it, it's fatiguing. So again, Father, today we're praying and declaring renewal after over all those hearts that are walking with Jesus. Just a spark, like out of nowhere, that suddenly just like new energy, new excitement, new fervor to bring in this spring and this summer with a new energy to know that we can overcome, that we can be the overcomers and set the pace for others around us to demonstrate the living Christ within our walk and to inspire others to seek Jesus and ultimately to you, Father. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I'll tell you, patriots, it's easy to get down in this muck. I, AI is like one of those things. I was talking to another pastor friend of mine this morning, and I'm telling you, he and I have the exact response. It's like, this is like the third person, third pastor I've talked to this week, the same response. You talk about AI, and they're like, oh, like the hair stands up in the back of my neck. And it, it's true. I mean, this is a rolling beast. And so when we look at the system from our optic, and I, I told you even last night, I've been giving a lot of thought to this. I've been, and if you didn't listen to last night's Fishers, by the way, I'd encourage you to because it really gets into a lot of the challenges of engagement and the importance of engagement of what we have to do in this time, in this hour, especially for those that are coding AI. And it's not easy. And I, I was candid in that show, and I'm candid now. I'm personally not in a good position to engage anybody dealing with AI because my first response is a baseball bat. And as much as I would like to think that that would encourage somebody to come to Christ, I don't think beating them with a baseball bat will help. So I'm, I'm just saying, just I'm being honest. So anyway. That said, we, we have an opportunity right now, an amazing one, to try to find our center and realize that we have to engage them. And many of these people are lost. We're not going to get to all of them. And they are going to continue with AI. It's already in the world. Yesterday's prayer was, to me, appropriate because we just kind of prayed for a, like a global EMP to wipe all this stuff out. But either way, either one of those challenges, and I'll just use this as an example, that we hit a fork in the road, whether it's we go back to ancient paths or whether we have to fight our way forward to find the split, nonetheless, we're going to have to find a way to help and strengthen the body of Christ, and either way, we have to overcome the challenges. So even if we go back to ancient paths, it's not going to be easy. We're not ready to, very few of us are ready to jump into Amish lifestyle. Let's just be honest. So anyway, we're in an interesting juncture right now. We need to be really inspired. I want to play this. This irritates me because this gives you a glimpse of what's happened to our country. Take a listen to this report. We're out here in the middle of the Arizona desert during one of the worst mega droughts of the past 1,200 years. So you might be surprised to know that a Saudi Arabian-owned company is being allowed to use these pumps 
to pump unlimited amounts of groundwater to irrigate farm fields in the desert and grow one of the most water-intensive crops there is, alfalfa. So what is this company doing with all of this alfalfa? Well, they're putting it on trucks, and they put it on trains, and they put it on ships, and they send it back to the Middle East. So why are they growing these crops out here in Arizona instead of back home? Well, it's illegal to grow a crop like alfalfa in Saudi Arabia because it uses too much water. We are in a crazy time in this nation where we have literally been parceled out by corporate entities and the land ownership policies that don't require a national citizenship and use for domestic purposes first and foremost have allowed foreign companies to come in and even through proxies of U.S. ownership being able to convert our lands for their use. That has to stop. And we're going to have to go through a period here. It's going to be rough, but we're going to have to do a nationalization if we're going to save our nation. And a nationalization of our lands means that you're going to have to be a U.S. citizen born here, in my opinion. And you can't use a proxy. Your businesses cannot be first about exporting. Everything has to first meet a domestic need. And then we worry about export. This is going to have to be this way. And we're going to have to change our farm practices anyway. This stuff that they're doing there is just more monocropping. It's going to end up destroying using up mass amounts of water resources. You know, one of the things that's been happening here in Southern Oregon is these damn pot growers. Now, let me be clear about something before I go wailing on this one and everybody loses their mind. I'm actually very pro-hemp, if you didn't know that, because I believe in what hemp brings for products from CBD to other health products that are out there. Amazing number of things, and that's what our, our founding fathers even grew. But hemp is not the same as marijuana. This is a pot crop here designed to get people high and stoned all the time. And these growers are coming in and leasing land. The way they are utilizing the land, they end up ravaging the land so badly that they didn't, then they break the lease or at least walk away and they leave a land completely destroyed. I know a guy recently who's picked up some land to raise his cattle on as a lease. It's going to take him two to three years of revitalizing the land before he can even put the cattle back on it. So that's something we just have to be back to this stewardship True stewardship. And part of that, I mean, I'm huge on hemp, by the way, because, and I haven't expressed it here because I've always waged the war on this free pot world that we're in, which all in my state has just turned out to be a de destruction of human, human souls. But we need to get back to the proper use of God's gifts. And this is, we have so much, but that also gets back to the stewardship of the land. And all of that is at the center point. So we're going to be talking about that. I think I'm digging into that Friday night, if I'm not mistaken. Digging deep into that, looking at, again, more of the discussion I started the week with, earlier in the week, about revitalizing soils and living with a sustainment model and how we do things and how, how that ripples into our lives in everything that we do. Being good stewards, that would be county by county point number seven which is awesome. We need to be that way. Patriots, one of the biggest challenges we face right now in all of this is that we have, and I'm going to play this piece and then we're going to close today with a very special prayer for somebody. So just bear with me because I, I, I did just get this and we're going to read this. But anyway, we're dealing with a misperception of what is to come. And so many of these people, this youth, this day and age are, and, and for that matter, everybody around, it's, that is in this kind of new age proto uh, ascension type thinking is not understanding accountability. 
play this short piece here. This is Bruce Jenner, and then listen to the commentary. Take a listen to what Bruce Jenner, also known as Caitlyn Jenner, has to say about Judgment Day. Because when that day comes and you go up to the pearly gates and you're walking up the stairs and you're seeing God in front of you and you just ask that question, did I do a good job? Did I do the right thing? And just hope he says, hey, come on in. I did a good job. You know, sadly, much of the world is living by that same mentality. That is, hoping when they get before God, they'll have done enough good deeds to enter into heaven. But the Bible actually teaches, and Jesus says himself, the truth is, you cannot earn your salvation based on any good deeds. You must repent and turn to Jesus. He is the only one good enough and the only one that can save you. Nobody gets to God unless you go through him. Bam, just like that. That's a boom. And for those of you that love Q, there's a boom for you right there. Patriots, that is the truth. And this is the message. Ultimately, and the reason I grabbed that is that's the key message we have to get to people and somehow get them to understand. That's to me, one of our greatest missions ahead as we sow seeds. Patriots, I want to close today with a prayer request from Jay Cress, who's one of our own. So uh, I'm going to read this and then we'll do a prayer and finish up. Please send prayers for my mother, Angelia, Angelia, Angela, I'm sorry, my mother, Angela Vickery. She's currently just been taken into the hospital, possible heart attack. Please pray a hedge of protection over her. She's only 60 in good health, but works around all jabbed individuals. Please pray for her. So, Patriots, please join me in this prayer. Father, we're asking today just for the declaration and begin with the declaration of our authorities of healing. And we're praying today with those authorities for a miraculous healing of Angela Vickery, who is currently in the hospital with a possible heart attack. Father, this is somebody who's been exposed, obviously, to this treacherous bioweapon. And we really don't know what cause and effect that has ultimately on the body, but we do know that through healing and the and the power of healing and the blood of Christ, that all of this can be rapidly healed back to the perfection of the kingdom created in us. So, Father, we pray for miraculous and amazing healing with Angela Vickery. We pray that she will be restored to her solid health, that she'll be able to get out of this hospital quickly, that she'll be so quickly healed that it'll be stunned, they'll stunning to the doctors. They won't even know what to say and that she can return home to her family and not be caught into that place of the medical tyranny that's known better for killing people than for healing them. So, Father, we, we pray for that hedge of protection around her as she's in the hospital. We pray for reason of mind that'll truly try to find a way to get her out rather than to keep her in. And we find, pray for the strength in her soul and spirit, prayers for her family to hold strong and to pray for her and to restore her health to that a beautiful health of a 60-year-old woman that can return to the family and re return to her job without any issues and have the strength and boldness and kingdom and have the experience to be witness for others to hear the stories of what the power of your love and the power of healing of kingdom can do. We ask these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. So there we have it. Once again, we're going to heal somebody. Remember, Patriots, tomorrow is Prayer Friday. It's going to be a, it's always a great show, long show. 
encourage you all to be here for the whole thing. Encourage you to bring invite as many people as we can. The more the merrier, but we have an amazing result in our prayers. I'm excited about it every week because we're doing some amazing things. Heaven's listening, God's listening, and Jesus is walking with us. So it's all, all fantastic. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not, what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
an old evil that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.